the Red Rock Hotel and Casino here in Las Vegas, Nevada. It is UFC 202 Media Day. And uh, we had some fun and games yesterday at the, uh, at the press conference. It got cut short after Conor McGregor and uh, Nate Diaz decided to chuck some uh, insults, expletives, and then bottles and cans at each other. Um, and today, we've got the guys and the girls from the undercard. So we'll get round. We're starting a bit early. As you can see in front of me there, Cody Garbrandt, Bantamweight contender, is already off and underway talking to some of the guys. Um, and as you can see, if I just move around a bit, you can see these big name cards that are all around the room. We've got a lot of people here that we can get round and talk to. Uh, they'll start to join us in the media room as we go. And uh, yeah, we'll grab a word with everybody and see, see what people have got got to say for themselves and your, your fight with Almeida I know I think it was after that fight you were on the mic and you were saying I need to start getting some respect now yeah. do you feel like you're getting that now you know you seem to be getting a lot more attention and you're in that position now you, you know you're potentially one fight away from getting a shot at the title the champ is talking about you constantly do you feel like you're getting that that, that level of respect that you feel you deserve now yeah definitely it just it was about, about having the fights against you know I had performances when I was knocking guys out too but you know going there against an undefeated uh, you know, tough rising star as well and Thomas made and knock him out like I said I was going to I said I was going to uh, months before the fight happened I, was call, I called him a shot and that's why I said I wanted John Lineker and Thomas made on a title shot yeah. um, so like I said John Lineker was sick for a fight in February and I you know, stepped in knocked him out kept the momentum rolling and uh, fought Thomas knocked Thomas out now I'm here with uh, Takea and I'm going to knock him out on Saturday and then his title shot after that what happened, happened, you know. Uh, it escalated fast, and uh, they shouldn't have came in like that. Like, they were tough shit. They should have just been on time and been respectful, and none of that shit probably would have ever happened. But, you know. Is there a level of respect for the... For, for McGregor and his team or is, do you think that they're just they're trying to play by their own rules and they're not respecting the game yeah they're rude they're rude and uh, they kind of cross the line with some shit it ain't I think it's all funny you know but yeah it's a time and place to be a hard ass but they just they just find out rude yeah <laughs> Something I heard a few days ago, you rang up an offer to fight DC yeah. at 200. <laughs> Tell me about this. I was in Las Vegas. I, I heard that the fight had fell through. You were scrambling for an opponent. Everyone said he couldn't do it. At the moment, I weighed about 190 pounds, so I called Joe Silva. like, dude, I'm 190 pounds this morning. I would gladly take that fight. And uh, unfortunately, he told me he had someone else already take it. I already have a fight booked, focused on that. And... Uh, I didn't get the fight, so. I think I'm right there, ready to fight for the title. I mean, my last two opponents were uh, Kelvin Gastelum and Hector Lombard. Both the guys have beaten them prior to me before me have both gotten title shots. So I feel like I'm just an opportunity away from fighting for a title, and once the opportunity comes, I'll, I'll take, make the best of it and be, become champ. So for me, it's just all about opportunity. Lauren's Larkin fight. How do you see the fight going stylistically? How do you see the fight finishing? Total domination by Neil Magny. No, I mean, uh, he's definitely a, a great striker. He's pretty dynamic. He does some unorthodox stuff. But at the end of the day, have an eight-inch reach advantage. I'll use every inch of that reach and uh, make a difficult fight for him. Look for a finish every chance I get. Seeing everything that happened yesterday. Now, I know you and, you and Connor have had words in the past. Sure. Um, what did you make of yesterday? Do you think that Connor's going a bit too far now? Has he taken? Has he stepped away from the sport a bit too much? Is he not respecting oh, the game? He's going too far, man. That's his thing. But uh, what are you gonna do, man? I don't know. He's, he's trying to 
trying to maybe get inside the next head. I don't know what he's trying to do. I don't know. Too far? Probably not. I don't know how it, if there is too far in this in this sport. We get locked in the cage with another man trying to kill each other. So, you know. Tell us about Rick's story. You said uh, you didn't you didn't really uh, you didn't have much nice things to say about his about his game. I think you said his elementary striking, his wrestling wasn't too good. I mean, what do you make of him? About sums it up right there. <laughs> you know, he's a gamer. He's uh, unfortunately he's he's kind of a one trick pony, man. He's got. He's, Big and powerful and pushes forward. His wrestling's so so is jujitsu. You know, it's not really existent, man. From what I've seen, you know, I haven't really studied much tape on the guy, but he's not out there just subbing people. You know, uh, he'll try to push me against the cage. I can say he's, he's just an old brawler. Um, so is the is the new the new MMA graded everything going to beat the old time one trick pony? We'll see. Tell us first off the emotions when you got the call. And- they said, right, we wait to step in, main card of a big pay-per-view with Connor at the top of the card as well. I knew it was a big deal, um, but I didn't know how great it was going to be until I, I started seeing everything. I got, I went to the airport, I landed in Vegas, they took my bags from me, they put me in the car, brought me to a great hotel. only thing is I can't eat the food, you know what yeah. I mean? But tomorrow will be good. But, I mean, it's an amazing opportunity, and I'm going to seize the day. I'm going to... What can we expect from you in terms of fighting style? Uh, aggression, man. I move forward. I press the fight. I'm there to hit, get hit. I'm there to put on a show and knock out my opponents. That's why I'm 7-0, 7 knockouts. I go to finish the fight. Nobody's going to the third yet, and I don't plan on letting it happen Saturday. Everyone knows what happened yesterday at the yeah. at the press conference. Give me your give me your take on what went on there, because I mean I was I was pretty much front row, and we were just looking at each other. What the hell just happened? I wasn't there. I was in the hotel relaxing. I seen it on Facebook, but uh, it's hilarious, man. They just they're amping it up. They're giving the world what they want to see. I mean, you can't always oblige with stupidity and idiocracy, but. They're probably, well, they might not be hungry. I don't know how much weight they were cutting. And none, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Connor does his thing, and he, he amps up the fight, and he gets millions of people interested, and that's going to look good for me on Saturday. Yeah, I'm Donald Cerrone, he's, uh, he's not been that complimentary about you recently. What do you make of that? notoriety the notorious Conor McGregor yesterday it all kicked off at the at the press conference there what did you make of it as a as a fellow professional athlete watching these two guys hurling bottles and cans at each other during the press conference we've been getting this a lot you know I find it entertaining Uh, not so much the fact that you know innocent people could have been getting hit by that stuff but I find it entertaining and I want to watch the fight more of all the people we could talk to about yesterday you had you had like the and for people who haven't seen this and there can't be many that haven't you were the one restraining Conor McGregor at the end of that yeah. fracas yesterday yeah I sure was um, sure from was. your perspective tell me tell me what, what actually transpired from your standpoint well listen first and foremost you know obviously you don't want those situations to happen with fans and media and camp members involved but uh, it was one of those moments where there's just so much pent up aggression so much pent up anger and I think now 
they just want it to be over. They want to get in the octagon on Saturday night. That uh, you know, they started throwing some bottles, which is, is just not cool. Uh, we don't want to see somebody get hurt. But at the end of the day, these are two wildly passionate individuals, and um, it's going to be hard to restrain them for the next 48 hours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've we've got the open workouts later today. I mean, in terms of, I mean, Connor's got a bit of a track record for having, let's say, less than stellar timekeeping. Um, he doesn't wear watches to tell the time. I think was the uh, was the phrase. Yes. Um, how do you how do you guys manage that? You know, first and foremost, I think what Dana said was was appropriate. We're just trying to respect everyone's yeah. time. But uh, Connor has always marched to the beat of his own drum, and you want to respect his accomplishments and what he's done in the sport. If we could get him just a little bit earlier, I think the world would be a, a better place. We just we, we try our best to make sure we're out in front of it and message his team and message him and. And uh, I know he really enjoys the open workouts and putting on a show for the yeah. fans. So I'm sure he'll be within reason today uh, as far as time goes. But um, it, it, it's all a part of the show, man. When you have 500-plus athletes, they're all different. They're all wired a little differently. And uh, at the end of the day, I respect the hell out of what Connor has done as an athlete and as, a, as an entertainer, too. Yeah, and is there any info you can give us of early intel in terms of just how big this event's going to be? I know, yeah. I think Dana was saying it, it's trending to be the biggest pay-per-view you've done it definitely is trending to be a massive massive pay-per-view success and at the at the gate uh, there's been some discussion about tickets and things like that but i'm happy to tell you it'll end up being one of the top five gates in ufc history okay so uh, it, it speaks to the massive success now listen surely uh, i don't think there's going to be as many irish fans here in attendance but over the last 12 months there's been a lot of irish fans in las vegas they're very passionate it's always great and, and i imagine they'll still find a way to bring in that beautiful flag on Saturday night. Absolutely, and the last one from me, and thanks for your time. Of course. Uh, UFC 204, Manchester. Can't wait. Manchester. Can't wait. Um, it's going to be a through-the-night thing. Yes. Um, Costa Ju versus Ricky Hatton happened in that very arena in 2005. That was a massive success. Um, from a logistical point of view and managing the fighters in another time zone, but with them still on American time. How much of a challenge is that going to be? I don't think it's going to be that much of a challenge because we'll start the communication now. So you, you would imagine that the Bisbings and Hendersons and the Belforts and the Musasis, they're going to start to time acclimate as soon as possible. And we always encourage our athletes that if it's within reason and you, and you can do it, your family's okay with it, get over there early, get used to the time frame. Uh, surely fighting at 3 a.m. or whatever it's going to be is going to be an adjustment. But anytime we've done that, whether it's in Brazil, Asia, different parts of the world where it starts early, starts late, you see the athletes come in prepared. Yeah. You know, this isn't the old days of uh, rocky training where you hit a slab of meat and run five miles. These guys are highly trained athletes, yeah. guys and ladies, and uh, I, I don't think logistically it's going to be that much of a challenge. No, it was a big success in Sweden where you did uh, Rumble versus yep. Gustafsson at the Tele Tour Arena. That was in the middle of the night and as well. And for our fans there, we'll keep the beer ice cold for you all night long. <laughs> Excellent. That's a great way to finish it. Dave, thank You're you. man, Simon. Top man. Yeah, it's a big fight. It always was. We came here ready to uh, ready for war. 
I'm ready to throw little beef bottles and go running. We're here ready to fight, so let's go. Uh, press conference yesterday. Uh, did you speak with Dana White, and if so, what was said? No, I just got the fuck out here and just made me head down and went on, and that's it. Is this it's your uh, last media obligation? Do you have a final message for Nate Diaz? Listen, it's, it's not very fair. He's at the happen. It's not going to be on end. So all the fans giving him this invincible feeling that he can't be knocked out. He can be knocked out, and he will be knocked out. about this fight in terms of your legacy. Uh, obviously, the last fight with Nate is not... My legacy set in stone. My legacy was set in stone when Jose crumbled in 13 seconds. This is just something else outside of this. This is just a straight fight. So I'm happy with, with that because that's what I came here for. I came in here for a straight fight. Saying that after this is over, both of you should be punished for what happened yesterday. That a kid might have gotten hit with. Like I said, like I said, I was in fear of my life yesterday. Bottles were coming flying. I was looking. It was just self-defense on my part. So I don't know. I, I was afraid for my life. Connor, uh, people have criticized Team Diaz for leaving the press conference. Just over here. What do you think from a professional standpoint? Like I said, fuck Team Diaz. I do not